Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 8th of March. A number of evacuation orders has been issued for tens of thousands of residents across Greater Sydney after torrential rain and flash flooding overnight. Warnings are in place from the central coast down to the south coast, including Sydney, and inland as far as the ACT ranges for intense rain and damaging winds. Residents shocked by the amount of rain that led to streets becoming rivers and people getting trapped in their cars. Ooh, the car's flooded. No! Can't believe this. People stuck in their cars. And more evacuation orders are expected throughout the day with more rain on the way. Here's Dean Narramore from the Weather Bureau. And it's this additional rainfall on already saturated soils, catchments and flooded rivers, creeks and streams that is giving us an increasing amount of concern. We're looking at flooding similar to what we saw last week. Meantime, shock is turning to anger in flood-devastated northern New South Wales. 5,000 people are now homeless with evacuation centres packed, forcing some to sleep in the ruins of their homes. Many residents are unable to access food and medicine. The damage bill has hit an estimated $1.3 billion so far and sadly for many, costly insurance means they aren't covered or they're underinsured. This Northern Rivers local telling Channel 9... They need action, not words from the state and federal governments. This is not a band-aid and anyone that thinks that uh, they can talk it through it has has got another thing coming. Words is fine, but it'll be the actions uh, of of those in power that, uh, that will make any difference. Further north and Queensland has recorded its 13th death in the latest flood disaster. A 31-year-old man's body has been found who had been missing in floodwaters since the end of last month. The state's damage bill is already set to exceed $2.5 billion. To the latest in Ukraine now and the Russian attack on civilians continues. With reports Russia is intensifying its assault even on humanitarian corridors as hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians try and flee. The Kremlin has made a list of three demands it says will stop its invasion of Ukraine ahead of further peace talks in the coming days. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has spoken again overnight, promising another $313 million of UK aid for Ukraine. After 12 days, it's already clear that Putin has made a miscalculation. He has underestimated the Ukrainians, their heroic resistance. He's underestimated their leader. And he has underestimated the unity of the West. And also making news this morning, the international death toll from COVID has now reached 6 million as the pandemic continues into its third year. Nearly 1 million of those lives lost have been in the US alone. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and the body of cricket legend Shane Warne is expected to be flown back to Australia today. It comes after medical authorities in Thailand completed their autopsy confirming the 52-year-old died of natural causes. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, the cricketer's family has released emotional statements overnight. 
They have Tash, and they're pretty hard words to read. Shane's three children, Jackson, Brooke and Summer, have shared their sorrow at losing their dad, calling him the best father and mate, and saying they just wish they'd hugged him tighter. While sharing sentiments, the family is also angry at the security breach where a woman was allowed to access the van carrying Shane's body and spend nearly a minute alone with him. Thai police say they have dropped that investigation, though, claiming the German woman with a bouquet of flowers was just a fan paying her respects. To New South Wales and concern is growing over more cases of Japanese encephalitis. A man is now in intensive care with a young child also in hospital. Our reporter Tessa Rendello has the latest from Albury on the New South Wales-Victorian border. There are now two people believed to be infected with the disease in New South Wales. A man continues to fight for his life in ICU from Corowa. That's a small town near Albury, Wodonga. Meantime, a child from a border town near Mildura has been transferred out of intensive and is being observed in hospital. That's in addition to several confirmed cases in recent regional areas across Victoria. Not everyone has to be hospitalised with the illness. Health professionals are saying that some people don't even know that they have it, but it does affect some very seriously, which is why we're being asked to stay away from mozzies. Some tips for keeping them away include Aerogard, loose, light-fitting clothing and staying inside when they're rife like at dawn and dusk. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Now, as the crisis continues to unfold with the floods across northern New South Wales and southeast Queensland, flood claims continue to pour in, with latest figures showing insurers have already received more than 86,700 claims. Yeah, it's a massive number that's only going to escalate. And 72% of those claims, Tash, are from Queensland and 28% are from New South Wales. Now, the cost so far is over $1.3 billion, but that's expected to hit well over the $2 billion mark. Now, of course, the share prices of some of these biggest insurers have taken a big hit. Over the past five days, looking at IAG shares, for example, they've fallen 5.25%, and Suncorp is down 446 Now, over that same period, the ASX 200 fell just 0.15%. And the big issue issue here there is obviously they've got to maintain their profit margins. And you expect down the track, Tasha, they're going to bump up their premiums. And I looked at some CanSAR data and it showed that uh, depending on which state or territory, premiums last year went up by a massive 19.3% anyway. And in risk-prone areas like the Northern Territory and the Northern Queensland, the average insurance policy for home and contents can be as much as $5,000. That's assuming, of course, that you can find an insurer that's willing to insure your place because some places they won't touch. Um, Look, if you have been impacted by the flood, it's worth knowing that some of the insurers do offer now emergency cash assistance. Um, So you don't have to wait around for the paperwork. I'll give you an example. Suncorp Alliance, they've got up to $5,000 per customer. Um, Look, and as for the rising premiums, There's only so much that consumers can do to cut down the costs. I mean, you know, you can increase your excess, you can bundle your policies, you can switch. But let's face it, this is only going to go some way. What we need right now is government intervention because no part of Australia should be uninsurable. But unfortunately, Tash, we're already there. Yeah, we'll just end up unaffordable for so many. And Mm. talking about uh, not affording many things, the cost of living continues to increase. We've got fuel and also groceries. How can you save on some of these key items, Effie? 
Yeah, Tash, it's, it's, it's a, a storm's brewing here in the sense in that um, oil is rallying again after it merged that the Biden administration is weighing an embargo on Russian crude. So you've got oil prices going up. We also know that the flooding across the east coast of Australia will put pressure on fruit and vegetable prices. I mean, once you get higher petrol costs, that does lead automatically to making it more expensive to, to get food to, to various parts of Australia. So, you know, do expect that your average grocery bills are going to go up. I mean, right now, looking at some CanStar Blue data, the average spend on groceries is about $153 per week. Um, that's about $600 a month or 7000 plus a year. And if you're a family, you know, of five or more, well, then that figure just blows up right over the $255 mark. Um, I think for consumers, the most you know, important tip here is probably shop online. It was interesting to see ING yesterday revealed some data showing shopping online can save about 1369 And I put that a lot to, you know, your emotional spending to come out. You're not doing discretionary spending. You're not walking through those aisles and adding up. The tip here, if you do shop online, is go to the filters, pull down unit pricing. And what you want to do is rank your products based by unit price. In that way, you're best to, you know, in the best position to get the best value uh, for what you're buying. Great tips as always, Effie. Thank you. Thanks. For sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Good morning. The first test between Pakistan and Australia is heading towards a draw on a lifeless pitch. Yes, good morning, Tash. Pretty good if you're a batsman. Not so much fun if you're a bowler. It is a flat pitch, and that means we're likely to get a draw between Australia and Pakistan in the first test. We head into day five. Both sides have only batted once. In fact, Australia is still batting at seven for 449 in their first innings, trailing by 27. Manus Labuschagne fell for 90. Steve Smith was out for 78, and Smith admits there's not a lot of life in that pitch. Thought it would break up a little bit more, probably turn a bit more from, from the start, but it uh, probably hasn't done so. But um, pretty benign dead wicket. Yeah, we'll have to start breaking up and the Aussies will have to get a move on if we're to get a result in the first test. Absolutely. And Collingwood, Brett, will be missing some players in its round one clash with St Kilda. Yeah, they will. The Magpies have been hit by suspension as they prepare to face the Saints. Defender Braden Maynard copping a two-game ban for striking. Nathan Kruger can accept a one-game ban for rough conduct. It adds to Pat Lipinski and Nathan Murphy, who suffered ankle injuries. Last night, we had the final pre-season match. The Gold Coast Suns getting a, an impressive win over Geelong. Both have some injury concerns out of that. Jed Buse at the Cats is in a fight to be fit for round one. He suffered concussion. Assistant coach Sean Grigg expects he'll be assessed again today. Yeah, all that we heard up uh, in the coach's box is he's in the concussion protocols. Whatever that means medically, we'll get the get the um, info off the docks. And Suns recruit Marbia Chole suffered hamstring tightness. He was taken off as a precaution. And not long to go now with the NRL season kicking off Brett on Thursday and the Eels are sick of talk that their premiership window is coming to a close. They certainly are. As every year ticks by, we talk about how long it's been since Parramatta last tasted a grand final glory. That was 36 years ago. Mitchell Moses, the star halfback, says they can't let that weigh them down. It's the same pressure we're getting every year, I guess. You know, it's there's no secret that we haven't won the comp for a, for a while now, so just got to worry about what we can control, and that's um, playing good footy week in, week out. Yeah, Thursday night it all starts again. We've got the Panthers up against the Seagulls and the Eels, we just heard from there, begin their season on Sunday against the Titans. Brett, thanks so much. Can't wait. And royal fans have noticed a special hidden message during the Queen's first in-person meeting after her recent health issues with COVID. 
The 95-year-old monarch has been photographed after meeting with Canadian PM Justin Trudeau in a blue and yellow dress in front of a large vase of flowers in the same colours. Blue and yellow are the colours of Ukraine and the photo is being seen as Queen Elizabeth showing her support of the besieged nation as the Russian invasion continues. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.